Scroll, where we unpack scripture using the rich tradition of the church. I'm your host, John Brayer, and in this episode, we'll be delving into the nature of God. Thanks for joining me for the second episode of The Lamb and the Scroll. In the first episode, we explored the concept of theology, initially stating that it's the study of God, and then dove a little bit more into how we do theology uh, and, and really the value that we see in theology. In this episode, I thought it'd be wise to drill down on what we mean when we say God. And so throughout this episode, we'll be diving into scripture, we'll be taking a look at the catechism, and then we'll take a look at a survey in which Pew Research asked that question, what do Americans believe about God? And so today, where better to begin when thinking about this question of who is God than in scripture? There are many, many stories we could take a look at to dive into God's nature, who God is uh, in Scripture. But what I thought we could do is start with Exodus chapter 3. Now, it's in Exodus chapter 3 where God calls Moses in the form of the burning bush. And I won't read the whole story for you, but what I will focus on is the part in which Moses inquires about God's name. And so at this point in the story, God has appeared to Moses through the form of the burning bush, and he's made a request to Moses. Now, what Moses is doing is he's saying, okay, now if I go back to the Israelites, to the Egyptians, they're going to ask for your name. And so I'll read this part from Exodus chapter 3, starting with verse 13. But, said Moses to God, when I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, if they ask me, what is his name, what am I to tell them? God replied, I am who am. Then he added, this is what you shall tell the Israelites. I am sent me to you. Surely this is not what Moses was anticipating when he asked for God's name. But what this does do is it gives us something important, very important about God's nature, just by the revelation of this name, I am. And so here I'll be quoting from the Catechism 213. The revelation of the ineffable name, I am who am, contains then the truth that God alone is. And I'll skip down a little bit. God is the fullness of being and of every perfection, without origin and without end. All creatures receive all that they are and have from him, but he alone is his very being. And he is of himself everything that he is. Now, that's some pretty dense philosophical language as we get into this idea of God is being. But if we had to summarize God's nature briefly, we might start by saying he is being itself. He is not a being. He's not a type of being. He's not the highest form of being or a supreme being. He is being itself. It's from God that all existence flows, that all, all existence flows, that all creation finds its origins. And Bishop Barron speaks about this, how we frequently misinterpret what God is and we attribute him these characteristics that would be of beings. And he says in a very technical sense that that is not exactly what God is. So let's take a listen. The new atheists to a person believe that God is some reality in the world or alongside the world or above the world. God is the supreme instance, if you want, of the category being. All kinds of beings around. God's the supreme instance of the category or genus of being. Well, that's exactly what God is not, according to Thomas Aquinas. Thomas couldn't be clearer. He says that God is not in any genus. You say, well, isn't God at least a type of being? And Thomas's beguiling answer is, no, he's not. 
God's not a thing or an individual. Rather, God is, in Thomas's pithy Latin, ipsum esse subsistens, which means the subsistent act of to be itself. And so again, like Bishop Barron reminds us, God is not a being. He's not a type of being. He is being itself. And this is the God whose nature is unfolded throughout Scripture. Now, we're not going to kid ourselves and just be able to describe God simply and be able to move on. He's not like that. God's a mystery. But as we look at Scripture, we start to see this God who is the source of all creation, right? Even turn back a few uh, chapters back from Exodus to Genesis 1. Where, where is all of this coming from? But it's coming from God. God is the source of all life, all creation. He might be called in some senses the uncreated creator. Uncreated because he did not come into existence. Creator, he gives everything else its existence. Now throughout scripture, we see this image of God as a loving, merciful, all-knowing, all-powerful force come through. And that comes through story after story after story. Now if we isolate little stories here and there, it might be harder to see one of those perspectives or dimensions. But that's who God is, all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful. This image of the, the triune God, three persons, one God, develops throughout Scripture. And though we don't find that word Trinity anywhere in Scripture, our tradition has informed us that this is what God is. He's a trinity of persons united in one God. Now, what's interesting is that when the rubber hits the road, when we ask each other, what do you believe about God or do you believe in God, this vision gets quickly distorted. And so the second question that we're going to get, dive into today, after who is God, is what do Americans actually believe about God? Now, in recent years, in recent years, many studies have been done, and I'm actually flipping through one right now, which is why you might hear this uh, paper in the background. Uh, many, many studies have been done to track the um, American belief in God. And so what I'll do is I'll, I'd like to play a short clip from uh, some of the findings from this survey, which was uh, conducted in 2017, published in 2018, that will give you the big, big takeaway numbers. A new Pew Research Center survey finds that one-third of Americans say they do not believe in the God of the Bible, but that they do believe there is some other higher power or spiritual force in the universe. A slim majority of Americans, 56%, say they believe in God as described in the Bible, and one in ten do not believe in any higher power or spiritual force. Now, the survey does not clearly define what it means when it says God as described in the Bible, but it does point this out. And I'll read you another little excerpt from the report. The survey questions that mention the Bible do not specify any particular verses or translations, leading, leaving that up to each respondent's understanding. But it is clear from questions elsewhere in the survey that Americans who say they believe in God as described in the Bible generally envision an all-powerful, all-knowing, loving deity who determines most or all of what happens in their lives. And so that might be a working definition, but it's not something that's specifically laid out. And this idea of God as described in the Bible is left open to the respondent. Now, if we limit our attention just to those Catholic um, individuals who are surveyed here, what we'll find is that just under 70% believe in God as described in the Bible and nearly 30%, so 28%, believe in a other higher power but not the God of the Bible. Which leads to this really interesting question. And the third one that I'd like to pose 
for this podcast episode today, which is why is there such a disconnect? Why are nearly a third of American Catholics, at least according to this 2018 Pew Research, why are they professing to believe in God, but not sharing this vision of the God of the Bible? And I suppose there are many, many different readings for this, many different readings. But I have to imagine that at least one of the possible explanations includes the possibility that we are misunderstanding the vision of God that's being portrayed in Scripture. That's why I think it's really important that we dig into Scripture and we really read it with the tradition of the church. Because if we try to do Scripture on our own, Scripture alone, we could run into problems. If we cherry pick, if we look at specific stories, it might be easy for us to develop this picture of God who is just an all-loving, all-powerful deity, but who is not all-knowing or some other combination of those. And so that's why it's very important as we read, as we interpret, as we discuss, to do so in light of the tradition of the church. Now, in the first question of today's podcast, who is God, especially as described in the Bible and the Catechism, we got this and developed this image of God as being itself. Remember the I am story from the burning bush. God is being itself. He's the uncreated creator. He's a triune God who's all-loving, all-knowing, and all-powerful. That's the God that we'll continue to interact with as we read scripture, as we interpret it on the Lamb and the scroll. And so thanks for joining me today as we dove into who is God, what do Americans think about God, and thirdly, why is there that disconnect? Please join me next time as we get into the Bible. Finally, the third episode, we'll get into the Bible. What is it? Where did it come from? And then we'll start to get into the stories themselves. <laughs>